Hey, what's up, Brogdon? My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Susie Harris. And you've tuned in to Soundscape. Just a little bit late today, but uh, very happy to be coming at you with uh, a strange mix of music, to be sure. Our theme today is 1968, going back whew, 50 years. <laughs> That's insane. That is insane. Um, that is 50. Yeah, it's 50 no, years it because is. it's a year after I was born. Yep. So it's 50 years. Yep. And uh, we're going to uh, give you a taste of what music was like in that year. Not obvious yet, and it won't be obvious for a moment, but... Uh, um, did a lot of research, kind of found the things that I thought would be appealing to our audience, and hopefully I did. <laughs> we'll see. Um, anyway, it's, it's part of our kind of a, a year-long, almost year-long, well, half-year-long ride up to the point of actually saying, what was good in 2018? <laughs> yeah, which will be midway through 2019, maybe. M- maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not in any hurry because I know that things alter, shift, and change as we move on into 2019. So um, I think it's kind of fun and interesting to look back at what brought us here and do it in a in like 10-year increments. <laughs> so today, 1968 which is uh, mostly a year for proto-prog, but uh, we'll see what we have there. Anyway, started the show with Hypnos 69, My Journey to the Stars, and then it says various artists, welcome to the machine, but for your edification, this particular version is Doug Pennick on vocals, uh, guitars by Gary Hoey, Mike Percaro on bass, Greg Bissonette on the drums, and Derek Sherinian on keyboards. Nice mix of folks, and I thought it would be a nice start to the show. So, there you go. Whoopee. We're in uh, Whoopee. territory. Um, so, yeah. Let's uh, let's kick it off here with the D Project. And, uh, strangely enough, we're going to start it with a song called The End. <laughs> okay. It is the first song on the album. <laughs> That's irony. I like That's that. That's irony. Here you go. The D Project from, uh, what is the new album called? Completely forgot for a moment here, but it's Find Your Son. Find Your Son. S-O-N? S-U-N? It's S-U-N. Okay. But for anybody's wishes to know, he's in his bedroom. <laughs> Thank you. 
do vertical takeoffs, and when rock festivals were free and you could take your own drinks, when bands wrote symphonies and tone poems, and there was half a chance that somewhere amongst the bluster there might have been a couple of words that meant something to the world we live in. I find myself part of a generation that lapped up wealth, that created Simon Cowell, and watered documentary television down to a kind of through-the-round-window level. People my age play the stock market and make selfish decisions in positions of power based loosely on the fact that they're just like us and we're all in this together. Of politics, the pursuit of power through money, the whole focus of what was being said on that. 
success in their endeavours. Rock and roll is no longer about a few hippies knocking about in a field somewhere in the middle of America. It's about half-time at the Super Bowl. It's about colossal advertising budgets and stars on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. People using the Rolling Stones in presidential campaigns.
All right, some great new music to uh, bookend the old music that we're about to get into. So we started there with uh, D, the D Project with The End from Find Your Son. That's S-U-N. It's up there, people. It's Look up. Yeah. Look up. So I well, can... today you can't really see it, but that's well, yeah. most days. Anyway, um, follow that up with Yuka and Chronoship. A, an album that it took me forever to get a hold of, but uh, the album is called Ship, and we heard Argo, A Dragon That Never Sleeps. That, I believe, was 2018 stuff. Pretty sure it was. It doesn't say. That's okay. Um, and then finally, from Proxy, The Tangent with Suppers Off. Great stuff, and you may wonder how we can get from there to 1968. Yes, Woody, tell us how. We need somebody to make, like, time travel sounds. Oh, my gosh. I'm not singing Doctor Who. I wasn't asking you to sing Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 See, in my original plan, Brandon was going to be here, and he was going to come over here and make time travel sounds, but he's not awake He would have so. done the well at that. I know. He would have done great. Um... Oh, well. <laughs> so we're going back to 1968. And why? Well, because we can. Uh, because it's 50 years ago and, uh, well, it's a little bit over 50 years ago now. But uh, the idea being that we're going to kind of ramp up to 2018's good stuff from 2018. But not today. We're just going to do 1968 today. I mean, we're, we're playing. You already heard some 2018 music. But it's not the 2018 music show. So... Um, I think one of the best ways to get started on this journey is to t- start with one of my favorite albums from 1968. Not to say that there's not a few, but 68 was a little sparse. At least, in my mind, it was a little sparse. In my playlist, in my life, it was a little sparse. But I guess it makes sense. I was a year old. Um, but there's some things that I discovered down the road and, and enjoyed quite a lot. And I think there's some things that you will enjoy quite a lot as well. Some things that you did not hear, some things that I did not hear, and hopefully we'll have a pretty good set of 1968 music. We'll uh, insert in the middle, we'll insert a uh, perfect album side, just go completely to a different space, and uh, then at we'll do another set of uh, 68 music and then come back to the present. So that's the journey ahead of you, um, but we're going to start with, um, well... I discovered this band on eight-track tape. If that means anything to you, um, I didn't. Wow. I didn't expect this band. I, I, you know, I was a pretty pure Beatles fan at the time, um, but didn't have a lot of experience with a lot of other bands. And uh, this album, In Search of the Lost Chord, really caught my attention. And in fact, the band really caught my attention. The Moody Blues has been just one of those fantastic backdrops in my life. They came to me at a time when I was uh, in the midst of all the questions that they tend to ask and answer. And uh, rather than playing anything that's well-known like Ride My Seesaw or Legend of a Mind, we're going to start with the best way to travel. Because that's what we're doing. We're traveling to 1968. The Moody Blues from In Search of the Lost Chord. Faster than light, 
darkness of a night, only occasionally relieved by glimpses of nirvana as seen through other people's windows. Wallowing in a morass of self-despair, made only more painful by the knowledge that all I am is of my own making. When everything around me, even the kitchen ceiling, has collapsed and crumbled without warning. And I am left standing, alive and well, looking up and wondering why and wherefore. At a time like this, which exists maybe only for me, but is nonetheless real. If I can communicate, and in the telling and the bearing of my soul, anything is gained. Even though the words which I use are pretentious and make you cringe with embarrassment. Let me remind you of the pilgrim who asked for an audience with the Dalai Lama. He was told that he must first spend five years contemplation. After the five years, he was ushered into the Dalai Lama's presence and said, Well, my son, what do you wish to know? So the pilgrim said, I wish to know the meaning of life, Father. So the Dalai Lama smiled and said, Well, my son, Life is like a beanstalk, isn't it? by that which some despise, which some call fake and others lies, and somewhat small for one so tall, a doubting Thomas who would be, it's written plain for all to see, for one who I am with no more, it's hard at times, it's awful raw. They say that Jesus healed the sick and helped the poor, and those unsure believed his eyes. A strange disguise. Still write it down, it might be read. <laughs> 
Nothing's better left unsaid. Only sometimes, still no doubt, it's hard to see. It all works out.
okay, hi. <laughs> Sometimes I get lost in research and, and checking things out. So I was just trying to figure out a little bit more about some of the music you were listening to. So that that last piece there was In Held Twas In I. And that's from Procol Harum's album Shine On Brightly, which came out in 1968. Um, the, the song itself is an acrostic. I didn't know this, but basically it's the beginning of the first four movements. Um, in the darkness of the night, held close by that which some despise, "'Twas tea time at the circus in the autumn of my madness. I know if I'd been wiser. So there you go, in case you wanted to know such things. Shine on Brightly was released September 1968. And uh, that I didn't know that song until I listened to the Transatlantic uh, cover of it. That I think it came off the Transatlantic album. Just the first one that they did. Um, but it caught my attention then, and uh, you can see why. Procol Harum... Fantastic job cool. of, of yeah. putting together the, the the early sounds of Prague. You know, Prague is just kind of coming together in 1968. So it wasn't as easy to do one last year when it would have been 1967. 68, we're starting to see the, the strains of things. That set began with Moody Blues and the Best Way to Travel from In Search of the Lost Chord. The whole album is fantastic. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. Jefferson Airplane, after that... With a tale of being in a nuclear holocaust, the house at Puniel Corners from Crown of Creation. You know, it's interesting. Jeff, Jefferson Airplane was in Prague Archives, which is my primary database for finding things. Uh, but Grateful Dead is not, even though the two are like bookends of each other. Um, went totally different directions, obviously. But um, at the time, I think they were even living all living in the same house together. So it's just interesting. Also of interest, the house at Puniel Corners was created on the rooftop of their house, and I guess I'm assuming it's, it was 710 Hate Ashbury, um, and it was filmed, and apparently the uh, the police came and stopped the making of the song, but it came out pretty good, I think. Status quo after that, just because I wanted to do something you wouldn't expect. That was sunny cellophane skies. I have nothing special to say about it, except it's status quo. The same people who made pictures of matchstick men. Um, and then after that, Procol Harum and tw held Twas in I. It's always been hard for me to say. Now that I know it means something, that's a, maybe I'll have a better chance of keeping up with it. How are you doing over there in 1968, five years before you were born? I'm good. I'm good. I'm loving it. Excellent. It's pretty great music. And stuff I have never heard before, so I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is stuff that I have never heard before or I just didn't pay much attention to at the time. But this next song you'll know really well. I think everybody will know this song. And I don't think this is really a prog song. <laughs> but as, as I told Chris in chat, the DJ takes liberties. Enjoy. Of the season when, when love runs high in this time, give it to me easy and let me try with pleasure hands to take you in the sun to 
are watching people who stare, waiting for something that's already there. Tomorrow I'll find it. The trumpeter screams and remembers he's hungry and drowns in his dreams.
couldn't make me change my mind If I had to take the choice between the deaf man and the blind I know just where my feet should go, but that's enough for me I turned around and knocked them down and walked across the sea Hadn't traveled very far when suddenly I saw Three small ships sailing all towards a distant shore So lighting up a cigarette I followed in pursuit And found a secret cave where they obviously stashed the loot Laying down my treasure before the iron gate Quickly rang the bell, hoping I hadn't come too late But someone came along and told me not to waste my time And when I asked him who he was, he said, just look behind
Always one of my favorite pieces from Saucer Full of Secrets. Actually, live it's even better than that, but uh, that was Saucer Full of Secrets from Saucer Full of Secrets by Pink Floyd. And that album actually is probably one of my favorite early Pink Floyd albums. I wasn't much of a Sid Barrett fan, but man, when they got to the point where they were really taking off and going into the distance, I was pretty happy with that. Started that set with Zombies and Time of the Season. I did not realize, I knew this was Colin Blundstone and vocal, I did not realize that Rod Argent was part of the band as well. Part of the learning, I guess. Uh, followed it up with uh, Soft Machine and Why Are We Sleeping? In the case of Soft Machine, the, the band is named after the the um, book by uh, William Burroughs, The Soft Machine. Um, but that is, I believe that's their first, maybe it's their first, maybe there's a, no, it's The Soft Machine album, so it's their first album, um, made in 1968. This, of course, was also kind of a super, where they're a super band now, they're not, they, may, they weren't then, probably, this is probably the start for a lot of these guys. Robert Wyatt, Mike, Mike Ratledge, and Kevin airs as well as Hugh Hopper um, and the cake on backing vocals don't know what that's all about um, after that Traffic with 40,000 Headmen of course one of my favorite bands from this time period is Traffic um, 40,000 Headmen the protagonist of the song is he follows the Headmen across the sea to a hidden cave where they have stored up a large treasure Taking as much as he can carry, he travels to a shrine only to find that the headmen have followed him. They open fire, wounding him, but not killing him, and he decides to flee. The lyrics were inspired by what Capaldi refers to as a hash-fueled dream. What? Hash-fueled dream. Um, I would like one of those. No, no you, would you would not. not. No. <laughs> if it includes hash browns, I would. No. Hash. Yes, it's hash brown fueled <laughs> dreams. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> ha, uh, yeah, hash brown. Hash brown fuel dreams. dreams. Much better idea. Um, after that was vanilla fudge with season of the witch. There are so many versions of season of the witch, and actually two versions that I could have done from this time period, from 1968. Of course, it's originally by Donovan. Um, this one done by vanilla fudge and done it in a way that is. More dark than perhaps any other version that is out there. But there was also the Al Cooper, Michael Bloomfield super session thing that I could have put in there. But it was too upbeat compared to what I wanted for this spot. So Season of the Witch from Villanilla Fudge won out. And as I said, ending up there with Pink Floyd, A Saucer Full of Secrets. Which, by the way, is the name of the Nick Mason group that is now touring. And we'll get to see them soon. Hashtag excited. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, we're continuing our journey through 1968. We're going to move to a band called Caravan. Probably pretty well known to most of you, but Susie, tell us a little bit about Caravan if you can. Um, well, they're actually associated with Soft Machine. I thought so. In that um, they all played on a band da, 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 called the Wildflowers. That was the first band that they were all in. And it contained future Soft Machine members Robert Wyatt and Hugh Hopper, who were also in that band with them. And then they all kind of split off and went to different things. Okay. So Caravan is uh, or started out in 68 uh, with Pi Hastings on guitar, Dave Sinclair on keyboards, Richard Sinclair on bass and vocals, and Richard Coughlin on drums. 
Um, so they've been they're still going. They're still traveling. They're still touring. They're still playing. So they have not uh, gone. Surely away. minus some of the members, but oh yeah, yeah. They've they've done the whole us. Uh, yes. Um, Band poker, band, I don't know. Well, and I think Pi Hastings is no longer with us. Right. But, I mean, they've had a lot of... If you go to the wiki page for them, they have a whole timeline chart thing to tell you who all's been in the band. One of those things that happen, yeah. So, yes, there have been lots of people in the band. Um, So this album that we're going to be playing is their debut album, 68. Uh, October of 68 is when it was released. It was um, released on... Uh, and uh, they actually the album was made because and they borrowed equipment from Soft Machine who were touring the US at the same time with Jimi Hendrix Um, (laughs) so they got to borrow equipment to make it um, and it was put out by um, I think it was Verve it was one of the first albums put out on Verve at the time so, uh, Place of My Own is the song that we're playing, correct? Yes. And that was their first single off of it and got quite a lot of good um, good note and good, good reviews for that first single. All right. So here we go, Place of My Own from Caravan for one more set of 68 before we get to a perfect album side. Enjoy the journey. Not the one I choose to see Nor is the face Of someone who gets much too close to me I'm 
train, it's April Fool today And when you get here, I know you're going to stay Your letter said you'd travel by the 14.30 line You'll be on the platform running, whoops, don't you look fine And hello train, it's April Fool today And won't it be nice to feel your smile And won't it be nice to feel you're loving me And hello train, it's April Fool today And here comes the guard, the funny little man He gives me a letter and puts it in my hand Fumbling with the envelope and trying to keep cool Open up the letter, my, my, it's April Fool And hello train, it's April Fool today It would have been nice to feel you smile It would have been nice to feel you loving me And hello train, it's April Fool today Wanting to cry, I sigh, I slide away And would you believe the man calls out to stay Look over my shoulder, hello, he isn't there Just a heap of railway clothes and whoops, my girlie's hair And hello girl, it's April Fool today And isn't it nice to feel your smile And isn't it nice to feel your loving me? And hello train, it's April Fool today. Rhythm of 
can say I told you so And if I ever hurt you, baby You know I hurt myself as well Is that in a way for a man to carry on? You think he wants his little loved one gone I love you, baby More than you'll ever know
told you so And if I ever hurt you You know I hurt myself as well
got to keep on talking till I can't go on Well, you see it your way Run the risk of knowing that our love will soon be gone We can work it out We can work it out Think of what you're saying You can get it wrong and still you think that it's all right Think of what I'm saying We can work it out and get it straight or say goodnight We can work it out We can work it out Life is very short and there's no time For fussing and Fighting my friend Chance that we might fall apart before too long We can work it out We can work it out yeah. What say you good people? 
the end of another set of 1968 music. We started there with Caravan and Place of My Own from the Caravan album, 1968, of course. The Pentangle after that with Bells. This comes from, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's their first album. They were all already musicians in their own right. Um, I was actually surprised to see who was on here. And you, some of these names may not mean anything to you because maybe you don't know these names. But Bert Jansch. Uh, was uh, on here as well as Terry Cox, Jackie McShee, and John Renbord and Dan- Danny Thompson. Um, I can't even say why they're meaningful to me except that I've listened to a lot of music that have had those guys in them even though I haven't listened to Pentangle. Anyway, the Pentangle was uh, kind of a folk, jazz, blues, rock thing that happened and this is not even one of their best albums according to most people. But it... To play bells, that seemed like a good starter for you guys. You can start to hear that. So we're we're hearing the, like the genetic code for prog folk, which I don't know a lot about, but uh, um, there's a lot of prog folk in 1968. Um, anyway, worth taking a listen to if you get a chance. After that was John Martin with Hello Train. Were you able to find anything on John Martin? Yep, uh, he. Um was actually born Ian David Migichi and is uh, started playing in this his career began at, in 17 and he did start out definitely as just a, a regular old folk music person yeah um, and his first album came out in 67 and that was straight folk and then he but he never liked to be the same so he started experimenting with other things like uh fusion music and jazz and traditional and which is how he became a big part of the prog folk um world so his second album which is what we played was out in 67 and it is called the tumbler was the album yes um should have been out in 68 yeah that's what i meant sorry if i didn't say that i thought i said (laughs) said 67 so well 67 was his first album this is his second album um the tumbler and this one got definitely more into, he started pulling in um, more jazz to it and had a jazz flautist called Harold McNair on the album. Flautist. Flautist. And um, kind of started the experimentation that he was known for because he didn't like to stay in any one genre um, and liked to play with as many other people as possible and really, really pushed himself. He actually passed away in 2009. Um but he got to play with people like Phil Collins and Lee Scratch Perry and dabbled in blues and everything else you can think of under the sun. If you'd like to know more about him, he, is, um, he does have a website still that's up, and it's johnmartin.com, and Martin is spelled M-A-R-T-Y-N. Excellent. We followed that up with The Gentle Soul and Young Man Blue. Uh, Gentle Soul, there's only one album, and it's The Gentle Soul. And if you look at the cover of the album, you would think this is the epitome of every 60s album cover. A guy and a girl staring at the guy and flowers all around them. And But uh, it's a really huge band, actually. Um, about 10 people all together. Uh, the one most obvious to our ears is Rye Cooter, who played guitar and mandolin. Uh, but along with that, you had Van Dyke Parks on harpsichord, Paul Horn on flute. A number of other really great people. Um, 
but still the album doesn't quite catch my attention it it feels just too what's Susie's word twee <laughs> too twee yeah. for me um, but we heard I wanted to play the piece that that sort of was the Rye Cooter the real like you could hear really hear Rye Cooter in there and that was Young Man Blue follow that with Blood Sweat and Tears not typically thought of as a prog band, but this is Al Cooper's project originally, and the album was The Child is Father to the Man. And we heard you, we heard I Love You More Than You'll Ever Know, um, which uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears probably right alongside Chicago there. Uh, Al Cooper had gone to see Maynard Ferguson live, and he got hooked on horns, and he wanted to put together a band that would have horns in it. And so we get The Child is Father to the Man, which is his chance now to sort of start adding those horns to the music that he wanted to create. Um, and of course, the next few albums after that, we start to see changes in, in uh, personnel. But uh, for this one, rated pretty highly on Prague Archives. Um, it just seems like this is one that kind of fits in there with that proto-Prague kind of thing. This is We're hearing the eggs. We're hearing the, the synthesis, the beginning of what Prague might be here. Uh, Spirit after that with Taurus. If it sounded familiar at all, a while back, uh, members of Spirit were in a feud with members of Led Zeppelin over the rights to that particular riff, that beginning riff. It sounds a little bit like Stairway to Heaven, but not a lot to me. But there does seem to be some... I, I don't even remember what the judge ruled. I guess I need to find that out for you. But I'm pretty sure the ruling was that was that they had nothing in common, or if they had something in common, it was very minimal, not worthy of some kind of lawsuit. Nevertheless, Taurus there from Spirit's first album. Deep Purple after that with Exposition and We Can Work It Out from the Book of Tally Sin. The real one to listen to at the time, apparently, was Hey Joe from Shades of Deep Purple, which, of course, is a cover of the Hendrix song. But uh, the sound on that album is pretty horrific, and so I decided not to play that just because of that. But I think if you can find a good version, I, I, I imagine it's been remastered at this point in some way. If you can find a good version of it, I, their version of Hey Joe is pretty fantastic. So there you go. It's time to take a break from 68 and move into a perfect album side. For those who don't know what a perfect album side is, this is your chance to shine in the bright lights, or somewhat bright lights, I guess. we got 74 listeners right now. I don't know how bright the lights are, but you can be on the stage with your 45 minutes worth of music that you choose. You just send it to soundscape at progrock.com, and we'll play it for you. Um, we have had requests to have an uh, all perfect album side show and I'm looking at that in the future um, but for now our perfect album side comes from our very own Hemispherical Walter who put together a grouping of things that he thought would be of interest to us um, it's a very interesting mix of songs and he did not put it in the order that it would have worked so hopefully I've done that here um, but uh that's okay, he gave me license to do so, just to make sure the transitions work. So we're going to start with uh, a song called Buried Hopes by Pink Room. And uh, 
we'll get back to 68 after this set of music. So enjoy this trip into uh, the now. I guess it's a trip into the now.
Well, there you have it. Hemispherical Walter's perfect album side. We heard Pink Room, Buried Hopes, Tangerine Dream with Granular Blankets. Finally, George did Ghost, The Deer Hunter, The March, and finally, Santana, Europa, Earth's Cry, Heaven's Smile from the Moonflower album. Great stuff, and if you would also like to be a member of the Perfect Album Side team, all you need to do is send a 45-minute set of music to... What is it? It's Soundscape at (laughs) progrock.com. That's Soundscape at progrock.com. There you go. All right, then. We'd love to hear it. Yes, absolutely. Um, And we'll keep looking for the possibility of doing a Perfect Album Side show. I was thinking that it would be really interesting if I could reach out to Nick Beggs and see if he would do a perfect album side. Anyway. That would be amazing. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. This little known prog rock show and Nick Beggs will respond. Sure. We'll see. No, no, no. Um, in the background, you have my son dying as Spider-Man. Anyway. Let's get back to 1968. For one more set of... Ni- oh, two... Two more, two more sets of music. Uh, there's some more music to come. <laughs> Just a little bit more. Uh, we're going to start it with The Nice, and this is from the album, uh-huh, can I say it? Ars Longa Vida Brevis. Ars Longa Vida Ars Longa Vida Brevis. I think it's the second album from The Nice, and, uh, it's it's definitely proto prog. You're not quite to the point where Keith Emerson's really tearing it up yet, but with this first movement through fourth movement piece here, including Brandenburger, which we did hear a little while back on the keyboard show, uh, lots of cat fights in the house too. So <laughs> keep it moving. It's a dramatic household. <laughs> keep it moving. Hear the singing. Oh. All right, uh, this is the nice. First movement through fourth movement off of Arslanga Brita Vita Brevis. I can say it, I can say it, I can say it. Thank <laughs> you. 
Touch the dead skin. Feel the cold lips and know the warmth of the hip-death goddess. Touch my Kiss my lips for they are very 
mind in your eyes Seeing nothing that's there But the bones of the bear Dying thoughts that would stare in your eyes I know nice men who have nothing to say Except what's a nice day May I say that today's a nice day Cause I've nothing to say But the peace of mind is peace of mind And I give to all But the things I see, I see
Don't look real to me on 
Well, your journey through 1968 is complete for today. You know, I had this idea that we would go into newer music again, like we'd come back home kind of thing, but that's not going to happen this time. <laughs> we just went too long. Um, but I wanted to give you a taste of 1968, and hopefully I have done that. Uh, we started with The Nice from Ars Longa Bravita Blah Blah. I can't... <laughs> blah Blah. Ars Longa Vita Brevis, which uh, I had a moment ago. It was, It's a... Um, Art is long, life is short. There you go. That's what it stands for. And we heard uh, first movement, second movement, third movement, fourth movement. Fancy that. All right. Uh, after that, with David Axelrod with The Mental Traveler. I didn't really know this guy. And to be honest, I still don't. Um, I did have it up here in front of me. But it's gone. He was a musician that was a like a singer songwriter and and also a um, a producer, um, kind of looking for ways to do more experimental sound like George Martin did and like uh, the Beach Boys with um, Pet Sounds. But uh, just basically decided he wanted to make his own music and came out with this one, which I think is. Maybe it's more well-known one, but it's called Song of Innocence, and it's based on, of course, William Blake. Um, apparently, he was a Blakeophyte or something like that. It was some article that said something about how much he loved William Blake. So there, there you have that. Um, moved from there to Ultimate Spinach with the Ballad of the Hip Death Goddess. Hip Death Goddess. Yes. Wow. So, Ultimate Spinach. Ultimate Spinach. All right. These lovely gentlemen um, are homegrown psych ro psychedelic rock from Boston, Massachusetts. And they were kind of, they were one of the bands that kind of created the Boston sound, which was supposed to be a East Coast version of the San Francisco sound. Ah, okay. Back then. As opposed to, like, the Allman Brothers, who were an East Coast version of the San Francisco sound. Right. But they wanted their own thing called the Boss Town sound. Boss, B-O-S-S. So, Boss Town. Like, anyway, they weren't, they didn't last very long. They only had three albums. Um, and they were only together from 67 to 69. So, <laughs> so basically an album a year, but not together for very long. Um and they originally, their name started out as Underground Cinema, and then they switched over to Ultimate Spinach. I, I don't have a reason for that. <laughs> I can kind of see that they kind of match in some way, but not really, no? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway. Let's go to the Ultimate Spinach. I mean, the Underground Cinema. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it was really the brainchild, the kind of the baby of Ian Bruce Douglas. Um, and... The kind of the way that he's described in Wikipedia, it's it's like he's a Svengali kind of character. Like it, the whole the whole thing was his, and everybody else had a small part, but he was his, because <laughs> they said he was a multi instrumentalist, um, and he also did all of the lyric writing and all the liner notes, and nobody else got to be a multi instrumentalist, just him. Stop writing on my paper. That's mine. <laughs> Primary songwriter and yeah, songwriter and liner note writer for the first two albums. You just play the thing I tell you and shut up. <laughs> exactly, that's kind of the way it comes out, and I'm like, ooh, okay, 
right then. Is he still with us? Uh, he is. Let me see. I wouldn't like to think that I was making fun of him here 50 years later <laughs> for his ego in 1968. I can't quite tell. There's not a link for a, a wiki for him. So I okay. would have to... I just wondered if he was... But anyway... He was still around. So their second album is what we listened to. Um, And that was... Their second album was Behold and... No, it was The Ultimate Spinach, wasn't it? It's The Ultimate Spinach, Never mind, it was their debut album. Yes, sorry. They had two out in 68, so that's why it was a little... Yeah, so not quite one a year, but two in one year and one in the next, I guess. Yep, and then they were done. Ultimate Spinach. And that was it. So they don't have a website. There's nothing really to see, but you can go to the wiki and there's a whole bunch more information on them um, in Wikipedia for for you if you want to listen to that. Okay. Well, in 1968, the Beatles were going to make an album called Doll's House. And unfortunately, this band, or fortunately, I don't know which way you look at it, this band came along and made this album before they even put out the White Album, which is known the White Album now, the Beatles album, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the band is family, and they called their album Music in a Doll's House. And we heard Peace of Mind from that album. And I don't know a lot about family. I know that a lot of people have lauded them as this fantastic thing. And every time I've listened to it, I've said, well, I don't get it. What's so fantastic? Uh, but the band is Roger Chapman on vocals, harmonica, tenor, saxophone. John Whitney on lead and still guitars. Jim King on tenor and soprano sax, vocals, and harmonica. Rick Gretsch on bass guitar, vocals, violin, and cello. Wonder if he plays a Gretsch. And Rob Townsend on drums and percussion. Uh, the producer was Dave Mason, so that means something. I mean, Dave Mason from Traffic did the production on this album. And uh, like I said, it's it's well lauded for some reason, and it just hasn't caught my attention. But that was peace of mind from family. After that was The Doors from Waiting for the Sun. We heard 5 to 1. A much better song when it's live, but still certainly a seminal Doors song for that album. After that was The Beatles' Savoy Truffle. Now this one, I didn't I didn't really know much about this song. Uh, apparently, uh, George Harrison coming back uh, to the Beatles after his stint as the, the mystical Beatle said, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be the mystical Beatle. I, I don't like that. And uh, wanted to make something that was completely almost like popish or um, just very meaningless as compared to some of the stuff he was doing before. So Savoy Truffle is a song about the chocolates that Eric Clapton was eating at the time. In fact, most of the lyrics come from the list of chocolates in this chocolate company's chocolate box. Okay. <laughs> and one article said he was tr- that it was meant to be kind of a, a, a something to say to Eric Clapton, stop doing that or you'll rot your teeth out, which I thought was a strange thing. Um, but Harrison and, and Clapton had a long relationship with one another. Of course, Her- uh, Clapton did the solo on While My, Decar- My Guitar Gently Weeps. But here is George Harrison's sort of uh, poke at... Eric Clapton, for lack of a better thing. So that's Savoy Truffle, a lesser-known White Album track, and I thought I'd add it in there. Um, Speaking of lesser-known tracks, Serenade to a Cuckoo by Jethro Tull. Oh, right. Was the next one up. 
And uh, this one was by, uh, is it Roland Kirk? I don't remember. Roland Kirk's Jazz Standard Serenade to a Cuckoo. But it was the first song that Ian Anderson learned how to play on the flute. Huh, that's cool. So that's how it ended up on 1968's This Was. Um, and it didn't feel like an ending track. So from there we went on into The Grateful Dead and that's it for the other one. For those of us who are, are Grateful Dead fans, it's just called The Other One Now, and it leaves off the first and last part. Um, but it's nice to have that studio version with all the parts together. Uh, this comes from Anthem of the Sun. Probably between that one and Aox Muxoa, the Dead's two most psychedelic albums, so to speak. Because generally, even though they're a psychedelic band, they didn't go off on psychedelic journeys like that in their studio releases. Followed that up with Giles, Giles, and Fripp, Erudite Eyes, probably the closest thing to the Crimson kind of sound that was going to come out of that band. Uh, of course, that's Robert Fripp on guitar who went on to form King Crimson. Um, but it's from the cheerful insanity of Giles, Giles, and Fripp. And then finally following that up with Salt of the Earth from the Rolling Stones from, I believe it's Beggar's Banquet. It is, Beggar's Banquet, 1968. Uh, the album that you know probably best for uh, Sympathy for the Devil. So that's our trip, our 1968 journey. And sometime in the near future, we'll do 78. You'll want to be here for that. Until then, it's time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry that it uh, we didn't get to play more stuff from 2018, 2019, but we'll get back to it. In we next, will, most the, definitely. The next time around. Um, we're all going to take our own escape pods here, and we'll close it out with one last song from the White Album. Couldn't resist. I mean, really, the White Album is just a fantastic piece of music, and the fact that it was only in here once is kind of sad, but there you have it. Anyway, good night. We'll see you next time on Soundscape. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Dreams for me.
Sweet dreams for you. 